All right, well, good morning. Uh, we're going to dig into the book of the Bible called Proverbs. And while we aren't going to cover every single verse and every single chapter, we will tackle some of the basic themes of this book and that are addressed there. Before I get going, though, I'm going to do something a little fun. I'd just like to ask you to engage in this scenario with me. Um, and what I'd like to do is just have you imagine God coming to you and saying, I'm going to give you one wish, whatever you want. Okay, so just think about that. What would you wish for? You don't have to tell me, just kind of keep it in, in your mind. But what, what pops in your mind? What is the one thing that you, boy, boy, I really would like this. What would you wish for? And of course, your answers are going to be different, right? I mean, everybody's answers are going to be different. You might pray for world peace. You might pray for an end to the pandemic. I'd second that one. But maybe you pray for a new house or a new car, huh? A uh, new job, new body. Yeah, yeah, I could use one of those. New spouse. No, no, don't do that. Don't say that. <laughs> Let's just take that one off the, the slide. But, you know, the list is everywhere, right? I mean, you could pray. I, I went online and I came across a website and it had the top answers of people who were asked the question, what would you wish for? And uh, you'd have, of course, again, the wide range of answers like more money or, you know, be rich, uh, to be powerful, to be famous. Guess what the most popular wish was? Anyone want to guess? More wishes. Yeah, <laughs> of course. There's a, yeah, why not? Right. Why, why not? Thousands of years ago in the Old Testament book of first Kings, you can read about a scenario very similar to that where God comes to this guy named Solomon. Solomon is King David's son, third King of Israel. And, and God says to Solomon, I'll give you whatever you want, Solomon. You just name it. Just, just tell me whatever you wish. And Solomon says, I want wisdom. And God gives it to him. And as a result of that request, we now have a collection of Solomon's wisdom in this book of the Bible called Proverbs. And, and I don't know if you've read through the book of Proverbs, but it's a bunch of short, concise statements of God's wisdom laid out over 31 chapters, which is kind of neat. If you think about it, it's almost as if God arranged it so you could read a chapter a day for an entire month. Regardless, though, when it comes to this wisdom that is found in the book of Proverbs, this wisdom is designed to help you live a foolproof life. And that's what we're going to look at over these next couple of weeks. We're going to dive deeper into some of these themes and we'll look at how they apply to us, how God's wisdom can impact our life. Now, when I use the word wisdom, please understand what I'm not saying, okay? When I talk about wisdom, true biblical wisdom, I'm not talking about knowledge or, you know, good common sense or even a high IQ, when I say true biblical wisdom, this is what I'm referring to. True biblical wisdom is seeing and responding to life as God sees it, right? So as God, it's looking at it from God's perspective. Think about it. If you could do that, if you could see things the way God sees them and you could respond to things based on the way that God sees them, you'd make a whole lot of better decisions, right? You'd be the wisest person around. In Proverbs 4, Solomon says it this way, wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. Esteem her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. So basically, wisdom, true biblical wisdom is two things. First, it's an attitude. It's an attitude that says, I want God's perspective. I want to see the same things that God sees. And then secondly, it's action. 
It's living out that perspective in your day-to-day life. That's true biblical wisdom. Now, here's the good news. The good news is that you can do this. You can learn to be wise, to have true biblical wisdom operating in your life, which is great. It's just, this is amazing because I think you know as well as I do that when you live apart from wisdom and when you simply do what seems right, well, the end results are often pretty awful. And, and Solomon addresses that in, Saul, in Proverbs 14. He says, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. And I don't know, maybe it's a death of a relationship you're in or the death of your career or the death of your financial standing or spiritual death, whatever the case may be. Understand wisdom, true biblical wisdom is more, it's much more than just doing what seems right. It's seeing things from God's perspective and then living it out in your day-to-day life, okay? And here's the thing, when you are able to do that, when you're able to live your life from God's point of view like that, that wisdom will bless you. It will. Proverbs 3, and uh, it it says it this way. And and just so you know, I've taken some of the words of her and she and replaced them with the word wisdom, just so it helps it make more sense. But ladies, just so you know, uh, if you want to brag later, you can, because in the Bible, wisdom is a she. So there you go. But let me read what it says here. Long life is in wisdom's right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Wisdom's ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Those who lay hold of her will be blessed. Now, based on those words that you see on the side screens and for those of you watching at home right below me, I think you quickly realize that wisdom does a whole lot more than you might think. And let me just share with you some of those things. For example, wisdom can make you healthier. It can. When you are wise, you live, you have healthier habits. You eat better, you exercise, you drive more carefully, you live a healthier life. Duke University did a study and discovered that those people who attend church regularly, and I would argue and add those who watch online as well regularly, But more importantly, those who take what they've learned and live it out. Okay, so when you practice what you preach, this study discovered that people who do that, on average, live 6.7 years longer than the rest of the population. What? So just you guys being here today or watching online right now, that means you're going to live longer. How about that? How about them apples? That's not bad. Wisdom can do that. Wisdom can lower your blood pressure. It can lessen your amount of stress. It can reduce the number of strokes that you're getting. When you are wise, you enjoy a healthier life. Wisdom, secondly, can bring financial blessing. When you're wise, you understand what God says about your money and how important it is to live within your means, as well as how important it is to save up some of that money so that you can bless yourself, your family, Christ's church, people in need. Beyond that, wisdom also keeps you very alert, a heightened level of you know, intention of being alert to these dangerous temptations like greed and envy, Coveting, and that's pretty good. Wisdom, third, also can bring you respect. When you are wise, you find that you don't need to stick your foot in your mouth as often because you're thinking before you're speaking. And you also find yourself thinking through things before you jump right into something as well. 
But when you're wise, you also realize what you should do and how to act in a critical situation. You recognize the value of living with integrity. See, all of those things raise the level of honor and respect that you're going to get from the people around you, your kids, your friends, coworkers, peers. Fourth, wisdom can make life easier. When you're wise, you realize that living life in alignment with God's plan and will makes for a better life, a much more pleasant life. Now, I'm not saying that you will never have difficulty or problems. I'm not saying that. But I am saying there are a lot of people in our world today who are dealing with a whole lot of unnecessary pain because they are out of, they're living out of alignment with God's will. So, hey, if you want less pain in your life, live by God's wisdom. It just makes life easier. Fifth, wisdom can offer you a sense of security. When you're wise, you live each day in the confidence of knowing God's in control. He unconditionally loves you. And he is working through everything that's going on in your life, good and bad, in a way that's going to bless you. And I tell you right now, when you can live with that kind of confidence, it makes you feel secure. Gives you peace of mind. It's when you take matters into your own hands that things tend to get unglued and then you get overwhelmed and feel insecure. Sixth, wisdom can also bring you happiness. When you're wise and you live a life that we've just kind of talked about, right, that's healthier, financially sound, that's respected, easier, secure, it'll make your life happier. It just will. So what does all that mean? It means that when it comes to living a foolproof life, which is something I think we all want, it's possible, but only when you grow in wisdom. Now, understand growing in wisdom is doing more than, you know, pulling up the latest news feed or checking out what's trending on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter. It's going into this book called God's Word, all right? Because this, this is where you will find the wisdom that you need. Remember, wisdom is seeing life from God's point of view, right? And then acting on it. So to help you with this, to live a foolproof life, let me share with you two things that you need to know about this book called the Bible. First, and obviously, you need to read it. I mean, this is the most reliable source of wisdom on the planet. It just is. In fact, many scholars believe that one of the reasons why Proverbs was written in short, concise sentences was that it was easier to memorize it then. A lot easier to memorize it. Regardless, Solomon says this in Proverbs 1 verse 3. He says their purpose, okay, this is the purpose of these Proverbs is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives to help them do what is right, just, and fair. Proverbs is filled with wisdom designed to help you live a foolproof life, designed to help you live a life that's going to bless you and the people around you. But again, it doesn't just, you know, zip into your head. You got to read it. And certainly you want to read it on your own, but a great place where you can also read God's word is when you read it together with a small group. I don't know how many of you are in a small group, but I cannot encourage you enough to sign up. Just go online, go to our website. You can go online right now and just sign up or call the church and we'll get you connected. But here's why. If you're in a small group and you're reading the wisdom of God's word, sometimes someone else in that group will have an insight you don't and they'll share it with you. And that's a blessing. So if you're not in a small group, please do. If you're going to live a foolproof life, getting into a small group will bless you. It's a lot of fun, but it will bless you as well. So set first, you got to read it. But second, of course, you got to act on it as well. 
A lot of people sit down and they read the Bible and they got a lot of Bible knowledge up here in their coconuts, but they don't put that wisdom into practice. And you got to do that, right? You got to apply it. You got to live it out. In Proverbs 7, uh, Solomon says, my son, keep my words and store up my commands within you. Keep my commands and you will live. So don't just read the words so that they go in one ear and out the other just to, you know, say, yep, I read that chapter. Check. Put it into practice. James 1, I, th- I think, says it the best. James 1.22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And again, this is where a small group can come in. If you're not in a small group, again, sign up. Because when you're in a small group, you'll also be able to see not only, um, not only hear what other people's perspectives of a particular verse might be, but you'll see it being lived out. You'll see how other people are putting it into practice, and that will encourage you. So the good news, good news is that when you read this book and when you act on it, it will help you live a foolproof life. Okay, it will help you grow in the knowledge of the wisdom of God, which will help you live a foolproof life. And there are definitive advantages that come from having the wisdom of God's word at work in you. For example, one advantage to the wisdom of God's word is that it will strengthen your faith. Right? The Holy Spirit works through the words of this book in such a way as to um, build and strengthen and reinforce your trust in God. A God who is going to be powerful and who's going to guide you and who is faithful to you. You, It strengthens your trust in God. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. That's God's will for your life. He wants to make your paths straight because those straight paths are a path that uh, those paths are uh, paths that are filled with blessing. And God wants to make your path straight because he's head over heels in love with you. And you know he's head over heels in love with you because he came 2,000 years ago to this planet on that day that we celebrated, what, it was just two weeks ago, right? Christmas? But on that day, the word of God, the wisdom of God became flesh, right? The word of God became a human being in Jesus Christ. And, and God came to this earth so that through Jesus, you, me, and all people everywhere might know that through faith in him, we are forgiven and saved. But that's what God's word does, right? You want to live a foolproof life, get into this book. The wisdom of God's word is what's going to strengthen your faith in a crucified Jesus that, who died on the cross to earn your forgiveness. It's going to strengthen your faith in a living Jesus whose resurrection guarantees that death is not the end, but just really the beginning of a life with him forever in heaven. But that's what this book does. 2 Timothy 3, verse 15. The Holy Scriptures are able to make you, what's the next word? Say it. Wise. Wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. That's a good advantage that comes from the wisdom of God's word. A second advantage um, that comes through the wisdom of God's word is that it will also guide your decisions. Some of the most important and powerful decision makers in our country have pointed to the Bible as a source of wisdom and guidance. Guys like Abraham Lincoln. Listen to what he says. The Bible is the best gift God has given to man. Without it, we could not know right from wrong. How about this guy, Teddy Roosevelt, right? A thorough knowledge of the Bible is worth more than a college education. Wow. 
In Proverbs 2, Solomon says, the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. In a world polluted and corrupted by sin, we need this book if we're going to live a foolproof life. We need this book to guide us and direct us and to help us distinguish between a really good decision and a really awful decision. And we need this book to remind us that when we make really awful decisions, and we do that a lot, and when we sin, this book reminds us we can always go to Jesus, right? We can always go to Jesus and confess those sins to Jesus and trust that because of Jesus' death on the cross, those sins are washed away. And it's this book that also reminds us that we have a Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who is at work in our lives and that is at work equipping us and empowering us to keep us from making those awful decisions again in the future. How cool is that? Third advantage to the wisdom of God's word for you is that it'll enhance your life. Today's world defines an enhanced life is, you know, what you have, what you achieve, you know, the things that you own. But this book, the Bible, the wisdom of God's word says it's more on the lines of continuing to grow in patience and in peaceful relationships and in joy and love and things like that. Solomon says in Proverbs 9, instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. God's word will enhance your life, allowing you to have a foolproof life. One last advantage to the wisdom of God's word that I'd like to share with you is that it will also change your heart. And as you can imagine, this is absolutely huge, right? Because a changed heart equals a changed life. Changed life. That's what we're looking for, a foolproof life. Hebrews 4 says, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The wisdom of God is like this sword that slices away those things that can block your walk with Jesus. They can stop or keep you from living a foolproof life. You don't want that. Beyond that, of course, it is God's word that can remind you of the love and the grace of God in Jesus Christ, the forgiveness that he's earned for you, the eternal life that he has won for you. And all of that wisdom works together to impact not just your heart, but your life. Right? It's, it's what changes the way you speak or the way you act, what you decide, all of that, everything. It changes your heart. Now, just as a side note, for those of you who are sitting here or those of you watching online that may be uh, visiting us, you're checking us out, you haven't quite yet you know, taken that next step to become part of the family here. As George mentioned a moment ago, we've got a class that will help change your heart that will enhance your life, that will help you grow in the wisdom of God's word. It's called Life with God. If you haven't signed up for this class, I cannot encourage you enough. Sign up. It starts this Sunday. Just go online, call the church office, whatever it takes. All right? You can even just show up. Yeah, no, don't do that. Call us and let us know. But whatever, we want you to take that next step. We want you to grow in the knowledge of God's word. So as you, I hope, understand, living a foolproof life can happen. It really can. You can grow in the wisdom, true biblical wisdom found in God's word, where you see things from God's perspective found in God's word, and then live those perspectives out. But understand something. Okay, You've got an enemy, the devil, and he's going to do everything he can to stand in your way. Because you know what he wants? He wants dummy Christians. That's right. He wants you to be dumb. He doesn't want you to be wise. 
So let me share with you three more common temptations very quickly, and then how God's, the wisdom of God's word can help you overcome them. For example, you might be tempted to just give up. You've been listening to me prattle on for about 25 minutes already, and you're like, holy cow, he's talking about getting to the word of God, and I don't know if I can read one chapter a day. I don't have enough time to do what I want to do. And Satan is just working on you, talking to you, saying, yeah, you're right. You can't do that. You're not disciplined. You don't have the time. You might as well just give up. Don't even bother. In those situations, remember the wisdom of Philippians 4, which says, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, right? Everything. But maybe that's not where you're tempted. Maybe you're tempted to doubt God's forgiveness. Maybe, um, you know, Satan has been replaying all those mistakes you've made in your life, and he's whispering in your ear saying, you know, there isn't enough wisdom in the universe to turn your life around. You are a hopeless case. There is, there, you're, you're too far gone. God cannot forgive. God won't forgive you. There's no way he's going to forgive you. In those moments, in those moments, Use the wisdom of Ephesians 1, which says, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. But maybe that's not where you're tempted. Maybe you're tempted to think that God has given up on you. And maybe you struggle with this. You struggle with the fact that you've been a Christian now for a bunch of years, and this book still doesn't have power over you. And so Satan is like, oh, this is going to be easy. And he starts attacking you and say, what were you thinking? God's been trying to get you to get your life in, in line with his will, and you keep fighting him. He's given up on you. You're a lost cause. In those moments, remember the wisdom of Philippians 1. He who began a good work in you will will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God hasn't given up on you, and he won't, right? He has, he has, um, he, he has strengthened your faith. He, he will guide your decisions. He will enhance your life, and he will change your heart. And he will do all of that because he wants you to have his wisdom. He wants you to live a foolproof life too, more than anything. He wants you to enjoy his blessing. So let me challenge you this week, okay? This is between now and next Sunday. First, let me challenge you to connect with God and read one chapter of the book of Proverbs a day for the next 31 days, right? Read through it. Just, you know, pick it up and start today. It, you know, see what happens. I, I guarantee you will find yourself living a more foolproof life at the end. Second, let me challenge you to remember the definition of true biblical wisdom, True biblical wisdom, remember, is seeing things from God's point of view and then living it out, right? So it's an attitude and the action. And then third, use the wisdom of God's word to avoid temptation. I've shared with you three. Maybe you want to write those down. Maybe as you're reading through the book of Proverbs, you come across a couple as well. Write those down, post them someplace, memorize them, whatever it takes. Use them to attack the devil as he attacks you to conquer his temptations. All right. The ability for you to live a foolproof life is possible. And it comes from the wisdom that is found in this book called God's word. It will guide you and direct you and bless you. And my prayer is that you'll come back week after week. Next week, we're going to talk about how to foolproof your temper, mm, right? Join us so that together as, as a body of Christ, we grow in the knowledge of this wisdom and we learn how to enjoy a blessing-filled, foolproof life, Okay. All right, let's pray about that. Let's pray. Almighty God, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us in the Bible, uh, especially this book called 
Proverbs allow us to make a commitment to come back week after week after week for this series so that we might see what living with wisdom can really do for us and for those around us, the advantages that can come when we take that wisdom and and learn it and then put it into practice. So bless this series, Father, and bless us through it. We love you and pray all this in Jesus' great name. And all God's people said, Amen. amen, amen.